It's true, Mary was staring at the face of God and it was something as a woman who had been pregnant, she had waited a long time for that moment. And, uh, but also the world had waited a long time, 400 years between the last time that the people of God had heard from God, either through the prophets or, or through God speaking to them until that moment that Jesus was born. The Bible says in Luke chapter two, that many people had waited a long time for the arrival of Jesus, but there were two that the Bible specifically calls out. It says there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him, according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God and he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation for the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel or to the Jews, a light for all people. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about Jesus. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there is a prophetess also named Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. And she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. If you don't know the story, the way of worship prior to Jesus' arrival was worship in the temple. It was with man-made sacrifices or, or sacrifices like lambs, as I alluded to earlier. But Anna and Simeon and the people who knew scripture, the prophets had spoken that a savior or a sacrifice was going to come who is gonna be a sacrifice once and for all. That the old law, the old way of doing things was not gonna pass away, it was gonna be fulfilled and there was gonna be a new covenant of the blood of Jesus and the broken body of Jesus that now is a sacrifice once for the sins of all mankind. And uh, here they are in the midst of this waiting, this anticipation of this Savior coming. Simeon and Anna had waited their whole lives. The Bible says that Simeon was, he was devout, that, that he had been faithful and waited and waited and waited. And finally, when Jesus arrives, he says, okay, I can depart now. Like, God, take me home. I've seen the fulfillment of your promise. He was a man who lived rightly. He had devout character. He was a prophetic voice to the people saying, no, the Christ will come. I know God's been quiet for a long time, but the Messiah is going to come. And he declared the word of God and the will of God to the people of Israel while he worshiped in the temple waiting for the Messiah. Anna, the same way. She had, she had been married. Her husband had passed away. She had lived 84 more years. We believe that maybe Anna was around 100 years old, faithfully waiting for the promise of God. The Bible is full of stories of people who waited what we would say far too long to see God's promise be fulfilled in their lives. And I want to ask you today, where are you in the midst of God's promise? Have you heard the promise, but you're waiting for its arrival and you're stuck in the middle? 
saying, what do I do between now and then when the promise actually arrives? What is it that this Christmas, the gift that no person can give, no store can offer you, no gift card can fulfill? What is it in your life that you say, you know what, I'm counting on the promise of God. And here I am in the waiting but I'm going to be like Simeon and Anna and I'm going to be faithful knowing that one day he who calls me is faithful and one day I'm going to see the very promise of God fulfilled. In fact, every one of us is caught in that waiting right now, that anticipation that Jesus came as a baby and then he ascended to heaven, but he will return for his church and we will be with him in eternity. We are caught in the waiting in this age of the church, waiting for Christ to return for us. Every one of us is living in that waiting period. But in all of our lives, there are situations and things going on that we're holding out hope for. Saying, I have my, my current reality, but I also have the promise of God. And I know that God is faithful and he's going to fulfill his promise to me. Amen. I know God's going to come through according to what he has promised. And what do we do between now and then? We follow the example of Anna and Simeon, who were faithful, who were steadfast, who praised God anyway, who were held in high esteem by the people around them. In fact, the Bible says that Anna never left the temple. Now, I don't think she ate, slept, stayed in the temple all the time. I think it's giving uh, an idea that the type of way that Anna worshiped, it was as if she never stopped worshiping. That in her life, no matter what she was walking through, no matter what was happening, no matter whether the promise of God had been fulfilled yet or not, she was consistently, habitually, constantly, daily worshiping God in everything that she said and in everything that she did. And so everybody held her in high esteem. Even in the midst of her waiting, Anna was faithful and others looked up to her. Even as she waited. But then this moment comes. The Savior of the world is born. Mary holds him in her arms, staring at the face of God. They bring Jesus to the temple within the first couple years of his life, and they present him in the temple, and Simeon and Anna all of a sudden look at the fulfillment of God's promise to them. Have you ever been there? Where you literally have held the promise of God in your hands and said, the one who calls me is faithful. God has come through for me. He's come through for my family and I've been faithful and now I get to live in the reward of God's promise. Simeon cradles Jesus in his arms and he declares that God's salvation has come for the whole world, not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles, for those outside of Israel, for all the world, God's salvation has come. He declares my job as a watchman, saying the Messiah is gonna come, telling Israel to remain steadfast, calling Israel to wait for the arrival of the Messiah. It has been fulfilled and now I literally hold the promise of God in my my arms and Anna comes alongside and says, amen. Even in old age, I've seen God be faithful to me. And then they both respond in the same way. And that's by giving God thanksgiving and praise and saying, yeah, God, you were faithful. You did what you promised that you would do. And today we're going to return our praise back to God that though we live thousands of years later, the story of Jesus remains as true then, as true now as it was then. That the same God 
who promised things to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Simeon and Anna and Mary is the same God who makes promises to his people today. And the same God that saw them is the same God that sees you on this Christmas Eve. The same God who is faithful to them is the same God that's going to be faithful to you. If you know Mary's story, you don't always get to determine what faithfulness looks like. (laughs) And sometimes faithfulness is uncomfortable. But the reality is God fulfills his promise. In fact, the Bible says every promise of God, every promise is yes and amen or yes and so be it. How? In Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the promise that we have. Every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so today on the celebration of the arrival of Jesus, which was the fulfillment of God, that he would redeem Israel through his only begotten son, we we light a candle today as a way of saying this gospel message, this gospel message of Jesus that has now filled my life and my heart. We do what Anna did. And we take it out to a world and we say this light of Christ that is in me is not meant to be hidden. It's not meant to be put where nobody can see it, but it's meant to be set out and to shine in the midst of darkness. So would you stand on your feet? Our hosts are going to help us. And just symbolic of the message of Jesus traveling from Anna's mouth, from the shepherds to the people around the world, in the same way, the light of these candles is going to begin to fill this room. And let it be a reminder that every place that we plant God's word, every, every place that we plant the gospel of Jesus, it has the power to move from our life into the lives of other people. And even as the candles begin to light up, just look around the room and watch these candles just begin to fill this space in the same way that the gospel message of Jesus began to fill Israel. And then when the apostle Paul came, that message began to fill the nations of the world. And now today, as we celebrate what Christ has done, let this candle be a reminder to you that even if you're caught in the middle, even if you're caught in the waiting, the light of Christ still shines and God is gonna be faithful.